0: You're so fucking nonplussed about it. It's amazing.
1: It's, I. It's not. Okay. I'm already in that mindset. I don't want to be excited about the movie. Like, because if I, I get tell. excited about the movie. You'll be disappointed. Either it lives with my expectations and I'm completely okay with the movie, or I'm, like, horribly disappointed even more so. But if I have, like, zero expectations and don't get, like, all, like, fanboyed out about it. Then, like, I can go to the movie and actually enjoy it if it's good, or just be like, I fucking told you so if it isn't. Either way, I'm gonna go see it, but I'm not gonna be all, oh my god, it's TLO.
0: But TLO was nice to you. TLO was nice he to you. He was me. very nice to you. Yeah. And the question is, will JJ Abrams be nice to you? Probably not. By the way, you've joined us in progress on episode 34 <laughs> of Super High Sci-Fi. We really couldn't wait to start recording because uh, Justin was so excited to talk about the new Star Wars trailer. He was just bursting. He I'm couldn't like, wait to, to well, say. I'm
1: assuming you're going to put all that up probably, so I don't really need to repeat myself.
0: But I didn't record you originally watching it, no.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. that's
0: fine. So you're going to have to restate your glowing praise for everybody to hear one more time.
1: I don't remember my glowing praise during when i was watching the trailer like a minute ago
0: like right after you watched it whatever you said i didn't record that i don't remember what i said oh it was something to the effect of like yeah pretty much how i felt when i watched it the first time oh
1: yeah like just it didn't it didn't change my opinion of like like what a trailer is supposed to do is like you know make you like you're like oh yeah it's frodo he's in the shire and shit but this is just like okay star wars things woohoo
0: Not excited.
1: Hey, look, there's Han Solo. He believes in the Force now.
0: That was, yeah, there are a lot of things in the Star Wars trailer that have me worried from a style perspective, but from a story perspective, where he's like, it's all real. There were Jedi. It's like, everybody fucking forgot. Whoa. Did they just get together and decide that it never happened? I mean, unless you were, like, in the, like, actual
1: nitty-gritty of the battles. Like, all you knew was, like, oh, there was probably, like, some, you know, rebel group that blew up the Death Star. You don't know about these Jedis that, like, infiltrated and, like, took out, like, the Emperor. It's like, oh, the Emperor just died somehow. Yeah, I guess I don't know if he's referring to,
0: like, Luke Skywalker or the Jedi Order because that would... If he's referring to the whole concept of the Jedi Order, that would only have been, like, 40, 50 years ago in this context. So I feel like a lot of people would still know about that.
1: Yeah, but, like, assuming the Empire, like, mind-farrowed them or something and, like, said, like, hey, Jedi are, like, evil and they're bad. You shouldn't actually like Oh, they them. got
0: mind-farrowed. Okay, so they became racists. Yeah. And just hated the Jedi. Uh-huh. Forgot about them. Okay.
2: But if they were indoctrinated to hate them, wouldn't they still then believe that they had existed?
0: Well, no,
1: like, still, it was, like, when... The Jedi Order fell, they were really portrayed as, like, they are these, like, evil group trying to, like, you know, control the government, and, like, they're trying to...
0: Assassinate the Chancellor. Right,
2: and he blamed his disfigurement on them.
1: Yeah, so, like, they're, like, portrayed (laughs) as, like, this evil group, and that may be what people remember them as, but it's like, oh, remember that Death Star that blew up, you know, some innocent civilian planet? Yeah, the Jedi saved, you know, you know, they blew up the Death Star, the Jedi did that. They're good guys. They're not, you know, the evil people that was portrayed before.
0: Maybe that's what, like, they're going for there. We'll have to wait and see, but. All the was an accident. Somebody spilled coffee on the controls.
1: I, wait, is there, like, some EU explanation for that? That Disney just, like, hand waved away? Saying, like. Like, how did the. The Empire explained that one, like... In the Legends? Yeah, the Legends. Um, What
2: are you you referring to?
1: Like, when they blew up Alderaan, did, like, the Empire have, like, a legitimate reason for that, other than, like, oh, we were just trying to blackmail this person?
2: I think they were using it to test the weapon.
0: Yeah, but... Justin's saying, like, in the Expanded Universe novels, I can't remember, what was the Empire's, like, peaceful explanation for blowing up Alderaan? because like they they said the death star was for extracting planetary ore you know like it's to blow up planets I think to get it was the like ore.
2: there was some kind of i don't know planet wide rebellion or something or I don't even think they gave an explanation all i remember from the eu stuff is oh sorry the legends stuff is that they Constructed the Death Star in orbit of this planet, like Despair or something, Despire. Yeah. And they used slave labor to build it, and then they used the test weapon to destroy the planet after they had finished the, like the initial stages of construction. The prison
0: planet. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's just I know,
2: that makes sense. I mean, I would do that
0: too, but... Um, it's like burying the workers in the pyramid. It just makes more sense.
2: Yeah, but then I think there. the very next time that they fire the weapon is destroying Alderaan, at least if you watch, you know, the movies. I don't remember anything else in the EU that said, like, they had... Or there was, like, a prototype in the Maw installation or something. Remember those books? Right. I I just feel like it'd be
1: a little hard to just explain away, like, oh yeah, a planet just disappeared that was part of, you know, the Empire. It wasn't, like, a small, like, tiny planet, like, you know... The Rebels did it. Dagobah or something. Well, like... Is that what the... Maybe?
0: Like... I know in one of the books that the uh, they say that the the way the the empire spins the emperor's death is that the rebels built the Death Star and the emperor went to Endor to try and peacefully talk them down. Oh, so
1: just like completely like yeah, reverse the roles and then like, Darth Vader betrayed where him. Where was
0: and that?
2: Um, I don't remember that at all. I remember there, them. Saying pretty explicitly that the purpose of the Death Star and destroying planets was not actually to use the weapon but to get people to be afraid of it so much that they just fell in line wherever and that it was supposed to be like a terror symbol rather than like, you know, hey, we're going to go up, blow up your planet, then your planet. It's just like the threat of the destruction was enough to... And they were using that pretty explicitly and I think they do that in the books too, because like there's like in the EU, aren't there like there's like a super weapon every other book, which yeah is fucking stupid. But I think that that's the way it is. The
0: alternative history thing is in the museum on Coruscant That's somebody I think it's in one of the X-wing novels that they're in before they try to take over the planet, and they check out the museum, and the museum has all the hilarious displays, like the the docu drama of the Emperor's death, where he's trying to talk Darth Vader down, and Darth Vader stabs him to death. Because he's there to negotiate a peaceful settlement with the Rebels Death Star. Because he's a good guy. Oh. That's... And he has flowing, you know, <laughs> nice hair like Evan Stone. And doesn't look like a mutant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't remember that then. Just... It's Again, all like, now. that is a problem with the EU, definitely. Because that seems very inconsistent with everything else. Well, it's a legend now, so it would give yeah, it's a Yeah,
0: it's, it's a legend. But you know it's not a legend is that fucking piano shit at the beginning of the trailer
1: batman stuff as you said before yes as
0: soon as i heard that stupid like we're gonna go up on the the high scale of the piano and just push down individual keys and let the note ring out like right back to catwoman talking to bruce wayne at the party like there's a storm coming mr wayne And i was thinking like oh fuck and then there's like just the lonely shots of the woman repelling into the like the star destroyer wreckage and there's the Millennium Falcon, like the, the hyperspace effect where the stars start to elongate. And then it's like just it's a shot for shot reshoot of Star Trek 2009 where the Enterprise goes to Vulcan and JJ shows off his special effects with like the, the tube of light around them.
1: Yeah, the tube of light
0: thing felt really Star Trek. It was like, yeah. Eck. And then the flying through the wreckage, it was like, wow, are you guys dodging the wreckage of the, the Star Trek fleet around Vulcan? Are you trying but, to duck the sensor dish? The
2: tube of light thing does have the precedent, though from Return of the Jedi, right? When we see Lando piloting Millennium Falcon and they're in the tube of light for like a half a second before they drop out of hyperspace. Yeah, it's uh, not unprecedented, yeah. but it's that just the way that. that it's shot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a point of view shot. It's more like, you know, they're panning or something. Yeah, the see- camera like, you know, <laughs> yeah. outside the ship, like above it. Or but something. it's like the
0: exact same... Blocking as the shot of the enterprise doing that in star trek 2009 where it's like the same angle and well, this...
2: that's when i when i watched it i said do you remember i was saying like oh i was half expecting like you know the the tardis to be chasing uh, the millennium falcon because that's the effect they use for the doctor who tra- space travel
0: yeah i about 20 seconds into the trailer i actually literally put my head in my hand and said oh no watching it <laughs> so would you guys
2: would you guys be more or less or the same level of excited for this if you were
0: 13 years old have i already seen the prequels um, yeah what's
1: the exposure level to star wars well
0: okay like
2: not saying have you seen them already but when you see a trailer like versus when you saw like the episode one trailer I'm sure I probably wasn't as
1: cynical when I was thirteen about like, you know, oh, this is just the Batman trailer with like Star Trek on it and a stormtrooper. Like That's that's kinda of what I'm
2: getting at. I'm just so wondering. So I'm sure
1: like, like when I was thirteen I'd be like, Oh sweet, it's like is it really a TIE a, Fighter yeah, and like an X Wing It's cool. Is
2: it really objectively worse or seems bad or are we just more and more cynical than <laughs> We're
1: I think we're just skeptical because we went through the prequels, and it was just such a
0: pile of shit. And we've seen what J.J. did to Star Trek, which was always the question is, will start the new Star Wars suffer from his approach to Star Trek? And I think the answer to that is probably more on the side of yes. Yeah, it's just... Point. It makes me raise an eyebrow, being like, okay, yeah,
1: this trailer has like a lot of cool action shots and whatnot, and looks cool, but it looks very
2: JJE, which is,
1: for some people, a good thing, some people a bad thing. Like,
2: Okay, I... I think that's a legit explain. I think that's a legit response to this because you're right, there's a huge bar that they have to jump over because of the failure of the prequels. Yeah. And JJ has already proven that he's not so great with beloved sci fi franchises. Right.
0: He can make a commercially successful film, but in doing so it seems like he starts to sacrifice what makes the, the original property yeah loved. Like
2: Star Trek Two Wrath of Khan is a classic. Yeah. Star Trek 2009 and Into Darkness will be on nobody's list of classics in 30 years. No. I think they'll be largely forgotten, actually.
1: Yeah, which is... I mean, you can have plenty of market successes that are largely forgotten.
2: That's in what like I mean. Five like, five years, even. You think about, like, the original Star Wars trilogy, huge market successes, and nobody is ever going to forget those movies. Prequels... I'll bet that you well, just. No one's going to forget those can't for other reasons. Them. For a different right. reason. <laughs> you can't forget them just because they're so bad and because, I mean, they have a marketing machine behind them. But I wonder, is that going to be what this movie turns out to be? Or is it going to be more, you know, it's so good that it's unforgettable?
0: I'm going off 2009 Star Trek, where the trailer was kind of like, hmm, this could be cool. I learned my lesson there, too. Like, Episode one, Star Wars, bought into that lock, stock, and barrels is going to be awesome. And then Star Trek 2009 is kind of like, eh, okay, I'm a little worried, but I'll go see it. I learned my lesson twice now. So. Yeah.
1: But you're still going to go see this movie.
0: Uh, well, you know what? I would, except I, I just don't think I can see this without J.J. J. Abrams sending us some free tickets. So definitely get on Twitter and harass him about that. Tell him to invite us to the premiere, and we'll let you guys know if it sucks or not. What, those opening
1: night tickets that
0: start at like 7 p.m. for some reason? Oh, no, no, no. The Highwood premiere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Red carpet rolled out. Yeah, I don't right.
2: think he's going to let you into the premiere unless you sign a waiver beforehand saying that you'll give it a glowing review.
0: Well, I guess we can't go to the premiere then. <laughs> I give it an honest review. Which will include questions like, why does Finn, the stormtrooper, who's apparently he's an ex-stormtrooper now, Hmm? pick up a lightsaber and fight like a master Jedi?
1: Well, there was like one, like just a couple frames of like, when, Hmm. what's his face, Kylo Ren? Is that the...
0: Does Kylo Ren listen to Nine Inch Nails? That's what I want to know. Probably. Yeah. Um, Definitely. He listens to
1: that Johnny Cash uh, song that was a Nine Inch Nails song before, Hurt or whatever. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um no there was like one or two frames of just like you know uh what was his name is it finn finn yeah John okay Boyega. um of him like looking freaked out when Ren was like rawr and like raised his lightsaber to him and was about to attack him so maybe he's
2: just holding it and doesn't know how the hell to use it
1: so yeah maybe he'll like be one of those fake out characters where like he just dies in the first like 35 minutes. And then, like, That's Mark Ramsey. Like, he's steps on the in. poster. It's such a big play. Uh,
0: I think in that, the, where they're fighting in the woods, he's going to get his ass kicked by Kylo Ren, and then Luke Skywalker will save him, like Jurassic Park 3 kid. He's going to be in a little tarp covered in T Rex urine running around. He
2: has Kylo I forgot pills. about that. Yeah. Uh, exactly. He you has... don't want to know how I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember that part of Jurassic
0: 3. Jurassic Park 3 were. Um, Dr. Grant gets separated from the group and he gets rescued by the kid they're going to the island looking for?
1: No, it really doesn't ring a bell at all. Oh, okay. Well, but he, I, I probably only saw that movie once and I...
0: He gets rescued it. by some like 14-year-old kid who's been stranded on the island for three months and has been surviving like a Navy SEAL expert.
1: Eating like, berries and
0: leaves? He found an InGen supply trailer that didn't have rotten food in it. And he's a, a massive pro and got T-Rex urine so the T-Rex can't smell him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I didn't... Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm All just right. saying that I, I feel like if, if Finn is not a Master Jedi and Kylo Ren is so cool, he has a lightsaber that has three blades, he might need some help. Just putting that out there. You
2: know what would be really cool is if they... If what they did with that character in this movie is just give him the lightsaber, but he has no force potential and he's not a Jedi. Like, he just keeps it as his personal weapon they've never done that before except the i think the only time that that happened is where like Solo uses the lightsaber to cut open the tauntaun, tauntaun yeah and that was like the only little speck of somebody who's not a force potential using a lightsaber
0: what about general grievous
2: whatever i mean he's a robot he I had mean, four <laughs> yeah but he didn't really use them wasn't well, he like a well. cyborg though yeah, whatever.
1: I, I don't know. He was all coffee, and I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He, he was had, a cyborg. Like, he
2: had, like, organs and stuff inside the... He was supposed to be, like, the proto-Vader thing. and uh, But he still oh. didn't use the lightsaber as well. Obi-Wan had one, and he fucking kicked his ass in that fight.
0: But he was spinning them really fast.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean, though. It was all show. He didn't really use them well.
0: You gotta go fast, as we all know. Yeah, I was thinking something else, but... <laughs> What were you thinking
1: of? Something we um in the past had done on Gary's mod, where we like put a gun on
0: like oh. some spinning blades and like shot like that oh. so we spawn them. Right. I thought you were thinking of the uh, the Lego Robot comic, where the helicopter gets attached to the fire truck with a rocket on the back. No, not that. Got to spin the blade really fast. <laughs> but it just raises some questions for me in this trailer as to what's going on in the story, but. I don't know. I'm sure they're going to release two or three more before they actually have the movie out.
2: This is the final one.
0: This is the only one they're releasing That's, before? This is the
2: final theatrical trailer. No,
0: oh, I figured they'd have some more shit, like, in November to get people really hyped. Because there's been, like, three teasers, which is more, I think, than
2: in the past, past hmm. Star Wars movies. Like, we had one teaser and one theatrical trailer for episode one, I think, and that was the same for the prequels, all of them.
1: I didn't realize that. I thought they would honestly have another trailer, like Clarkson. Yeah. Like, even if it was, like, this trailer plus, like, you know, another, like, 45 seconds of just footage added in the middle or
2: something like that. Maybe they will. I just read that this was the final trailer that they're releasing before it comes out in December.
0: That's really surprising. I guess they have a lot of faith in people who are going to go on the strength of this trailer. Maybe Maybe we should ask. I heard Kylo Ren was in Sweden. We could probably ask him, but I think he died.
1: What are you talking
0: about? Did you not see that retard in Sweden? Oh, dressed up?
1: that dude that attacked yeah. some people with a sword in a school, but he was like,
0: yeah, I don't know. Didn't do a good job. No. No.
1: I mean, he was probably some like Spurg Lord that like got a sword off eBay or something. Oh, well, I'm with sure. Yeah. A Vader mask or was it a collar mask? I don't I, know.
0: I don't know. His face, the, the mask is blurred out for some reason. <laughs> In all the shots of him, but there's pictures well, of him. Well, if it is, you know,
1: people. some sort of Disney property mass, they probably like called up, you know, all their media outlets and be like, hey, ABC, you know, we pay the fucking bills, you know, blur that shit.
0: I, I don't know. But yeah. the people at the school apparently thought he was a Star Wars promotional guy.
1: Yeah, I saw one picture, like he had like a sword in his hand and like these two kids were like,
0: you know, standing next to him, like posing and shit, like,
1: ha ha. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, so I think Grant's right. There's probably going to be somebody who's going to try to beat a high score on the opening night of this movie somewhere.
1: I feel like after what happened with the Aurora shootings or whatever, they're probably going to have like at least a police officer at a
0: theater, like the big theaters for opening night. There's a sheriff's deputy in the Milford Theater all the time. I don't have a high degree of confidence he can fit through the door in the theater, so maybe he can waddle in sideways. Well, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he could go into hyperspace and have a cone of light around him. I
2: don't really want to go to the theater to see this until at least a couple of weeks after it's been out, just mm-hmm. because I know it's going to be so packed.
1: And this is like this is the yeah. type of thing I would go on. The weekend after, like, an early, like, Saturday or Sunday showing.
0: I want to go during the weekday when kids are in school. Well, that yeah. would work, too. Yeah. Tuesday morning. Nobody does anything Tuesday morning.
1: I'm just talking about, like, some kind of matinee showing. like. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. To avoid. Yeah. Yeah. The crowd. Many different kinds of people, mm-hmm. including children.
2: Speaking as somebody who went to the Episode 3 opening night premiere it was fucking crazy and i mean people were like dueling with lightsabers in the bottom of the you know the the theater right in the front row and stuff and it was just nuts and i think they oversold the theater too because there were just i think there were too many people in there there were people sitting in the aisles
1: yeah that happened to me when i saw um two towers yeah lord of the rings
2: it and i awful. yeah i mean and i saw all three lord of the rings on opening night too, and it was just crazy. So that's why I'm not. I'm not. I just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Maybe that makes me uh, older person officially. But I, I mean, d- we are talking about going to like Tuesday morning matinees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the early bird special. Yeah, I and mean, go to <laughs> well, It costs
0: less. Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's. I, th- I think you and I saw episode three together. Just when there's the fucking five-year-old kid in the theater and Anakin Skywalker's burning alive and screaming and his skin's melting off and the kid is crying because somebody's horribly dying on screen. Like, why the fuck do you bring your kids to these movies?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's... You still have all the toys that go with it and it's billed as like almost like a I movie... I bet if
0: you went to see Green Inferno in the theater where the, the woman slits her own throat with the, the bowl because <laughs> she finds out she just ate her friend, there'd be a five-year-old kid in there... And their dumbass fat-ass parent who couldn't find the babysitter, like, oh, I thought I'd show him about South America with the Indians. (laughs) You you like Star Wars, don't you? He just got his head cut off because he's a faggot, Billy. Like, kids aren't going to process that. It's so annoying to sit in the theater. It's just like, there should... I want to go to a theater where everybody has to drink a shot before you go in, so everybody has to be at least 21.
2: Or, like, all the kids who just went nuts and got really upset over Darth Maul in episode one. Like, just, like had nightmares and, like, screaming and leaving the theater. That is, yeah, <laughs> those stories are legions. So. I, I didn't realize that was a thing that people freaked I didn't out think about. he was that scary looking. Off. Well, I mean, like, when we saw it, we were already, like, what, like, you know, 12, 13 or whatever. But, like, people are bringing, like, five-year-old kids to these movies and, I don't know, a five-year-old might find that a little scary.
1: What's to my point, though? like I mean, like... Really, Darth Maul was the equivalent of, like, a scary Halloween mask that you could get in, like, Party City or something like that. So, yeah. you know, seeing that guy pop up on scream screen like, ah, it's a rubber mask.
0: I Maybe. would be more scared oh. of the Nemoidians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that was A name. Japanese fish monster businessman coming out of your closet at night <laughs> to make a bad deal with you. His rubber mouth is off the dialogue sink. Ah,
2: uh, Yeah. I am Where's a in your room. Oh, my God.
0: They want to get out of the deal. They, a, they made a bad deal. Oh, my God. That is a good part of episode three where Newt Gunray tells him we can negotiate, and he just gets his head cut off.
1: That was probably one of the best parts of the sequel. That, oh, yeah. and episode like,
2: three when he kills all those yeah. guys, the confederacy people. Yeah.
0: Wait, we can't negotiate. Oh, shh. Reminds <laughs> me of the end of Taken. Where oh, the, yeah. The Arab Sheikh is like, wait yeah. a minute, we can make a deal. And then Liam Neeson shoots him in the head. Wow, way to spoil it for me. Okay, sorry, Justin. Spoilers from, like, 2009. Actually, no, I haven't, but...
2: Oh, my God.
1: What is wrong with you? (laughs) I know pretty much all that happens. Liam Neeson just goes on a killing spree to, like, get his daughter back. But it's how it ends is the point, like,
2: it really, you know, actually, that doesn't ruin the movie, though. Like the fact. That, no, you know, I know the you, whole reason of the movie he, is just to
1: watch him killing people. Right, that's like that.
2: That's the, it's more fun to watch the movie to see how he kills all the people and dispatches all of like the dirty Arabs and stuff that you're told to fear in the movie. <laughs> you know,
0: or Eastern Europeans.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All the dirty tortures peoples. them to
1: death. So can I just for, fast forward to like a
0: third of the way through the movie and like? Oh no no no! Oh, you, wants, you
2: want to watch the whole yeah. thing. Okay.
0: There's killing, like, at every, every 10, 15 minutes, there's a, a brutal killing or some elaborate Jack Bauer torture going on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he
0: makes Jack Bauer look like a pussy. Despite
2: eight. all that, it's a pretty good movie.
1: Oh, no, I know it's a good movie, yeah. just it's something I really haven't got around to seeing because I'm like...
2: Yeah, just don't watch the two sequels. <laughs> oh. Pretty laughable. Yeah, I heard those were... You're just like taken. the sequels to The Transporter. I mean, not very... Or good.
1: the sequels to... The Matrix. Yes, Justin. I'm so
0: glad you caught that. I saw. I was on like
1: your same wavelength there. Like you started talking about sequels. I'm like, oh, Clark's either going to
0: get us or I am. Two sequels that shouldn't be made. They had sequels. I think so. (laughs) Something. I don't know. The Wachowski siblings. I guess we have to call them now. Yes. Well, I think you know what. Fuck that. They're the Wachowski brothers for the Matrix purposes. Because that's who they were when they made it. Yeah, when they, it
1: was made, it was the Wachowski Brothers. So we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: 1999, Wachowski Brothers. Up through 2000. and can't even remember when the sequels were supposed to come out. Yeah, I don't know.
2: 2003.
0: But I mean, like, they were both still.
2: Yeah, they both. Remember, they both came out the same year because they mm. did that uh, cliffhanger one in the second?
0: They filmed them back to back, right? All right, okay.
1: Oh, that's why. i I just was trying to remember like when i saw those two i'm like i don't really remember them being that far apart
2: yeah i think they were like one came out in the spring and then one came out in the fall the same year yeah yeah yeah
0: because they were filmed at the same time yeah contrast that to lord of the rings where they filmed the last two at the same time and put them out a year apart but whatever
1: or then they do the hobbit the same way they were but
0: it was worth the wait right well, yeah. Return I mean, of the King was awesome. Although I think we have to give the Matrix credit for propping Warner Brothers up. Yeah, Their are limping, slow death of a studio. Have they was, had
1: another big hit since this movie? Lots of them. Have Piano they? Key.
0: Oh, that was them. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. Okay, but they were they're in deep p- shit, really, like around 2000. So, The Matrix and Lord of the Rings get a lot of credit for like. You know, it's keeping... like
1: keeping their water tower up
2: with the Animaniacs up there? Exactly, yeah. Okay. Well, wait, was Lord of the Rings, uh, Warner Brothers, or I thought it was New Line?
0: I thought New Line and Warner Brothers made it together.
2: I don't know. But who the fuck cares? Yeah, who who cares? We're talking We're here about talking the We're talking about movie. the Matrix.
0: Yes. Having plugs in your arms. Plugs in your arms and neck and back. And the woman in the red dress and Looney Tunes asphalt spitting you back out. <laughs> it's the one part of the movie that looks stupid.
2: I think it's meant to look stupid, though. Like, even in the context of the movie, because it's like a training program and it's meant to be goofy and wonky to kind of teach people the ropes of this world that they found that they're living in now. Um, But the
0: dojo is so hardcore.
2: Yeah, I know. The dojo is awesome, but I think the jump test thing is. And the fact that it's goofy and doesn't hurt you, I mean, that's probably all like programmed in there. They did that on purpose.
0: So I buy it does hurt you a little bit, right? Because doesn't you get a little bit of blood in his mouth?
1: Well, he, yeah. did, like, bounced down into the thing, and then he popped back up, and then he, like, fell, you know, like, two feet on the ground. So it's had, supposed like, to a little bounce, uh,
2: bounce you eh. up enough so that when you hit the ground, it's not very damaging.
1: But you get a little blood in your
0: lip. Yeah. You get a I guess that's probably coloring. to
2: teach you the important <laughs> lesson that everything that happens in the Matrix is, you know, it's real to your body.
0: Yeah, that's the one part of this that always confused me, but...
2: Like, the, the, there's a, that strong of a link between your mind and body when yeah. you're jacked into the Matrix? Um, well,
1: yeah, the whole thing or like, oh, you get punched in the rib and, like, it, it gets broken. Like, somehow your mind is like, okay, well, I'm just going to break this rib on your real body even though you're just thinking about your rib breaking. Yeah, like that
0: shit. Like, I can see getting shot in the head or something or being killed and that trauma being delivered to your brain and killing you in real life, but, like punching the ribs your real rib gets broken like that, that, that I Well I don't think that specifically ever happened but like the whole like getting bloodied like
1: getting punched or whatever, like you know right. Neo falling on the ground and like some blood coming out I of I never his mouth. quite bought
0: that, but since everybody in the Matrix usually ends up dead, I guess I can can see it happening.
2: Well I have to buy that for what it is. It's it's a plot device. I think it's a pretty good plot device given the context of this movie. But I guess there are some things you can't get around in terms of realism if you want to tell a good story. So I support them making that sacrifice. There's
0: no fate by what we make. Oops, wrong movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, I thought the Oracle said something exactly like that, though.
0: She does say something similar. I can't remember what it is.
2: She just says, you know, like, do what you're going to do, basically. It doesn't matter. Don't think about it. (laughs) Can't do anything.
0: Nothing matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. pretty. It was one of the greatest philosophers of our generation who said that. I forget his name. I do, too. Yeah, but I I like the Oracle. She's one of my favorite parts of this movie, especially when Neo fucks up and uh, breaks the plate, right? The base. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, like, what's really going to, like, you know, mess with you later is would you have still broken it if I told you not to be careful or it didn't matter? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that the Oracle apartment scene is probably one of the coolest ones in all the film, the Matrix films. The little kid with the spoon, there is no spoon, like that's kind of become a cultural meme thing. Uh,
1: I mean, it is like definitely like some sort of cultural meme, but it's something that I really haven't heard much. Like it's one of those things that had its popularity when this movie came out and it's really peaked and I haven't. People still know there is no spoon, but I haven't really heard it used in...
0: I guess I mean, like, if you say it, people will kind of know what you're getting at. Yeah. Whereas, I can't even remember an outdated 80s catchphrase. Um, I need your clothes. (laughs) Your clothes, give them to me, now. Yeah. See, if somebody said it like that, I'd have a good chance of guessing who it was. Yeah, but,
2: yeah. I'll be back is probably... Big 80s quote. Right, but
0: everybody knows that one. Yeah.
2: I think the quote from The Matrix, or just the idea from The Matrix that's, like, a huge mainstream meme still is, like, the whole idea of being plugged into The Matrix. Oh, yeah, that's... That's even, like, journalists write articles using that idiom, almost, to explain, like, a whole bunch of things going on in our society. So, I guess you could use that as a yardstick for whether or not this is a really successful sci-fi movie. Which I think it is. Yeah, it definitely is. And even more so because it's part of the wider culture, which doesn't happen very much now.
0: And
1: yet they made two more. Well, they saw what came with the first one, and then they got more money thrown at their face. It's like, right, guys.
2: I don't get that too. That's what perplexes me about you know, the first movie being so great and the second two um, not, is that the first movie, they didn't have as much money but still, like, all the effects look really awesome and they used the effects judiciously and then they got so much more money for the other two and the effects look like shit. I don't get that at all. It's like, where do they spend all their money? Uh,
0: actor's salaries?
2: I really hope not because
0: that... Mm, maybe. I don't know. I feel like if my client is in a great movie, I'm gonna be the agent and tell him we want twenty million now for Keanu Reeves to show up and be, you know, do his Bill and Ted maneuver. Yeah. Unless he signed the first movie with
1: like a option to do the next two at like some I don't think the next
0: two even existed.
1: You don't think they had some kind of plan when they made this movie? No, I I think think that's why it took so long
2: for the two the other two to come out. What was the the lag time? Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand three. So four years? Yes. So usually I think if you have it pre-thought out, it's like kind of like every two years, 18-month cycle. Like Marvel. Yeah. But that's what I never thought they had the sequels planned out either because the first movie is kind of self-contained.
0: And it was a surprise hit. I remember when this came out. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, there's this weird Keanu Reeves movie, sci-fi coming out, and... Well, this
2: came out in the summer of 1999.
0: Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. I remember the thing about this movie
2: is that, like, strangely what propelled it forward, I think, with people in our generation is the fact that the older generation was so against it because of the association with Columbine, because you had a bunch of people in leather trench coats going around with guns, like, killing a bunch of people. The trench coat mafia. Yeah, exactly. And they were denouncing this movie like crazy because... They said, you know, it was encouraging violence among children because of, you know, associations with Columbine. Like, oh, it looks cool to be in a trench coat and you're firing your gun at people. It doesn't it, kids. Yeah. The problem
1: with that is when you tell a kid like he can't have something, it's suddenly I like know, the most gonna... desirable thing
2: he like can imagine. Right. So the filmmakers were probably just rubbing their hands together <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, okay, you basically just gave them the dog whistle that comes to our movie like 10 times each. <laughs>
0: But I think that scene, because you're talking about the lobby, right? Mm-hmm. At the the whatever, whatever building. Yeah,
2: guns. Lots of guns.
0: <clears throat> yeah. The I think that scene is rightly infamous because not only is it one of the coolest action scenes I think I've ever seen, especially the first time I saw that, it, it blew my mind, but a lot of that was practical,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like what the, the columns are blowing up when people are missing their shots and... You know, if somebody slips and falls over, they have to restage all of that to film it over again. I think they had to do it like four or five times. Hmm. They had to come in and hang new fake marble to blow up. And um, the, also the elevator at the end of that. I think the elevator door and the fire going through the lobby was like the most expensive CG scene to date. I think that's where they spent all their money.
2: And it looked good.
0: Yeah, it looked really good. Oh, yeah. It looks good now even. like it's like it's There were some things in the movie that like I didn't actually think held up, but that still looked good. It's like Grant said though. It's like in in this movie, like when Trinity is flying through the air to escape the agents in the beginning, and she like has the corkscrew maneuver where it just looks like she's laying against a green screen, rolling over like she's on fire,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and that looks shitty. But then you contrast that to Neo on the pole in the second movie, running around looking like a PS one video game character, kicking Agent Smith in the face. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, okay, I'm gonna take Trinity flying through the air for the better effect. I just feel like.
1: I mean, we're not talking about the second movie, but I just feel like they forgot, like, motion blur or something in that scene to, like, at least hide it, but it was... (laughs) They forgot a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah, it just looked awful.
2: Well, the two biggest effects in the first movie were, like you said, the fire in the lobby and then the helicopter crashing into the building and they did the giant glass ripple. Yeah. Yeah. That still looks really good. I mean, I don't think that... I think that's... It looks really good. I
1: thought the glass thing, like, it looked good, but I thought it looked goofy. Not on the level of, like, the, the pavement, like, bouncing in, but I thought it, the wave looked goofy
0: and, like... I think... Uh, it was an artistic choice, I think. Yeah. Like, that the... There was so much, I guess, going on that the Matrix couldn't, you know... Wasn't able to process that all at once, I guess, that to update the simulation, there's, like, the... CPU started jugging. Yeah, a little bit. Well, they maybe little, if they, you know, the ...drop in
1: FPS. Kept their original plan of using people as the you know, distributed
0: computing networks. That's another thing, though. That the people... This is another movie. We talked about Star Starship Troopers last week being a good blend of practical and CGI to kind of get the practical together. The, uh, the towers of all the people mm-hmm. in the little batteries, like, a lot of that is practical. Uh, like, I, I would
1: imagine, like, the couple pods that are next to Neo, like, you know, say, like, six or so near him, mm-hmm. like, I'd imagine those would be, like, you know, actual pods that... Were made and maybe somebody's in them,
0: or just a. I think it's just like a, a dummy, dummy whatever in, in the juice. But I, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the wide shot is based on models. It's dressed up with CG. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's to based get the on, lightning bolts. And yeah, stuff. it's like the the asteroid in um, Bruce Willis has to drill into an asteroid. Armageddon. Yeah, the asteroid, in that was like a big piece of <laughs> styrofoam asteroid, but composited into the shot and dressed up with CG. It looks like you know some mm-hmm. otherworldly thing. Okay. Which is cool. And again, speaking of like seeing this for the first time, like when Neo first wakes up, or wakes up, quote-unquote, after he takes the red pill, which, for your information, kids, is not originated from this movie. It's from Total Recall. That's where the red pill comes from. Oh, yeah. Just to be clear. I never really thought about that. Yeah. Arnold spits the red pill back onto the guy and shoots him, tells him to go fuck himself. That's where it comes from. But seeing Neo wake up for the first time and like come out of the pod and look around like, whoa, what's going on? Or, I'm sorry, I mean, whoa. What's going on? Whoa. Yeah, and then the robot... Bill, where are you? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Where's the phone booth? Where's Socrates? Yeah. They don't know. Although, I I am a little confused, though, because do they get them out of the Matrix by saying they're dead or what?
2: No, the... I think the red pill is the one he takes, right? Yeah, that's the Mm -hmm. wake-up pill, is that it's like a representation of some kind of computer virus or something that they use to interrupt the um you know the the chamber that he's in in the real world and it also like puts a tracer or something on his tube or whatever mm-hmm. on him so that they know where to find him and that it like wakes him up too so that yeah. and so they flush him i think that's
0: but why does the robot then like i'm i'm just like because they say explicitly when people die in the pods, they liquefy them and then feed them to other people. Because
2: he's not dead.
0: Right, I, I get that. But, like, the, why does the robot then come up to him and take the trouble to unscrew his little neck thing and then let him go? Like, what what does the robot think?
2: The robot's probably thinking, hmm, like, some guy, there's a malfunction, and one of the people in the pod woke up, so I'm just going to put him in the shock and then get rid of him in the most efficient manner possible.
1: Which is just flushing him. Because, like... Yeah. If it is something wrong with the person, they want to dispose mm-hmm. of him and just, like, drop him in the old sewer tunnels because it's, like, he'll die down there, hopefully. So I just doesn't figured
0: make... that a robot would, like, crush his neck and really kill him to make Yeah, sure.
1: that's what I never understood. Unless, like, the robot was controlled by, you know, Zion or, you know, Nebuchadnezzar or something like that.
2: Well, it which... seems like every robot that the machines have fulfills, like, a really, really, really specific function because mm. there are literally billions of them. So maybe this robot, has, the only programming it has is to basically administer these pods, not, like, kill the people in there and stuff. Yeah. Just, like, they have, like, a, a path for disposal and, you know, removal of junk and things like that, so...
0: Maybe the machine god that
1: we meet later you know No, let's not his... talk about that. When you actually said that there are, like, a bunch of different... Um, machines for like really specific purposes that reminded me of something I was thinking when um like they had the sentinels like they looked a lot like bugs and like bugs are really like that they are you know oh they just you know gather pollen or nectar or they just lay eggs or move food around type thing
2: yeah I think that that if the machines were basing their civilization off any kind of biological template I yeah like I would make sense that they would use insects because they're very efficient and Mm -hmm. hierarchical and Makes Which sense. is ironic
0: in Agent Smith's later lecture about humanity being dirty animals who smell bad.
2: Well, I mean, machines just He's not actually a machine though. He's a program right. yeah. in the machine. But like, he, that's he's that's why, like, just like everybody else who's a human in there, like they're kind of a program as well. And that's I guess like he feels trapped because of that.
0: But his reason for existing is because a bunch of like machines have modeled themselves off of bugs.
1: Well, the only reason he exists is to remove
0: the people that are like resistance so if he's able to remove the resistance see that's what you think watching it the first time but then you find yes. out later he's a demon and the machine god he he's betrayed by the machine he's god an anomaly because he's supposed right? to be isn't an that, angel. yes isn't that, that, isn't that
2: the stupid explanation they give like that oh there's yeah. always an anomaly you can't make a perfect matrix and so there's like two anomalies yeah him and neil yeah, are the anomalies yeah. right
0: so one is jesus and one is satan which is stupid
2: so that's what I hate about this <laughs> this series is it goes from a movie about you know overcoming the system and stuff to like a stupid judeo-christian bullshit story like another cheap
0: which the the uh, the system Chronicles thing not there thing going on? Yes. When you, those you, movies
2: sucked. I did not like those at when all. You
0: watch this the first time like the office space vibe you get speaking yeah. of working <laughs> against the system is incredible. He it's works in like great It's funny then this the
2: years office space Ninety nine, um, yeah. I thought Office Space was like
1: it was very close to it. Yeah. Like Office Space was like I thought ninety seven or it's, something.
2: It's really funny to me thinking about it now, how they're going after basically the same exact idea, just doing it in different genres. <laughs>
0: yeah, like Office Space. Like is Like your the job sucks. Get out of thing. the world. <laughs> yeah. Burn right. down your office instead of visiting the One therapist. One goes to hypothyroid, right? Shithole, right. real yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> you you learn to not care to overcome it one person takes the red pill one visits the fat guy
1: the fat guy
0: the therapist from office space who hypnotizes him into not caring about anything way, oh way know, down and has a heart attack while he's doing it <laughs> so i guess he's doing it really hard
2: <laughs> yeah he like hypnotized himself into having a heart attack <laughs> that's success
0: but neo in the office is just hilarious like the, when the FedEx guy delivers in number one, the FedEx guy delivers in the hilarious 1990s self phone, which instantly dates the movie. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. With the cord and <laughs> everything. He has to pull it out and go, hello. And it's just, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, you don't look at all conspicuous carrying like the brick to your head practically.
1: And then like, he like pokes his head over. It's like, oh, Jesus. Like, yeah. Okay. You're just giving yourself away there. Like, well, it's the cops
0: whoa
2: whoa i really like that scene though just the how he's guiding him through the cubicles and in a typical bullshit action movie he would have gotten out on the ledge and and continued going and done something miraculous and like made it away and i just like how that scene ends where he's like no i can't do this i'm not fucking doing it's this and then he just goes in yeah. and gets arrested and perp walked out
0: yeah there's a really cool shot of the, when he drops the phone though Oh, off the building, yeah. Yeah, that's like the first little tiny bullet time thing you get. And then, like,
1: the phone lands and it still works fine because it's a Nokia.
0: (laughs) I am slightly disturbed, though, that we have the... When did Swordfish come out?
2: Oh, like, 2000, I think.
0: So, this is like the vinyl hacker thing, though. Like, Neo's the sick hacker dude who's given the disc to the guy who is, like, a skinny nerd and has, like, the hot girlfriend... Yeah. Thanks, bro, you saved my life. And he goes to, like, the underground hacker club where everybody has slicked hair and wears, like, trench coats indoors.
1: Oh, yeah. And I don't know,
0: that that scene. Has a friendly chat with Trinity, and then it's just like, okay, bye.
2: Bye, nice meeting
0: Have you. Have a nice day at work tomorrow. <laughs>
2: I think it's just, again, an expression of how people in the general culture don't understand anything about people who work with technology. <laughs> like, they all think that, like, people are just, like... Ooh, like, all the character from, uh, what's it, the girl with the dragon tattoo, like, like, most people think hackers are all like that. (laughs) Or people who just work in technology are like that. So I guess they have to make that the way it is in this movie to make it relatable.
0: I don't know. Justin, you work in technology. Yeah. Is everybody you work with like that?
1: Uh, no, they mostly just have, like, a kid and a wife. Or something like that. That's pretty boring.
0: Part. Yeah, it honestly is. They don't go to underground vinyl trench coat hacker
1: clubs? Uh, maybe I'm not in the cool kid club at work or something. I don't know about this. You'll have to ask around and report back. All right. Is there find like out if you're a missing? key phrase like, hey, where I, can I find the white rabbit or something like that?
0: Yeah, that you're looking for a white rabbit. Somebody told me to follow one. You guys know where it is? Like,
1: yeah, he just like hands me a slip of paper. You can report back. I, I don't think I can. That. I think I'll be under a veil of secrecy if like, I do find anything.
0: We'll have to work a signal out All right. because this is always, it always cracks me up when I watch this movie is they go to like the EDM club Yeah. where hackers talk about hacking the Pentagon. Great.
2: Oh. Do you know
0: an autistic guy in the UK hacked the Pentagon? Is he at the club too? Looking for those UFO files? Do you and guys invite him to the party?
2: No, because he's not edgy <laughs> enough. I, I guess not.
0: He didn't see the invite. He didn't see the invite.
2: It went into his his junk folder because he has a really strict filtering <laughs> algorithm.
0: Or were like, Morpheus or Trinity? I can't. Is it? Trin, I, just, I don't think it's ever really established. Just talking to Neo like through the terminal on his computer, like Follow the White Rabbit. I don't think it really matters, but I, it, oh, I'm just saying it's hilarious. They're like talking to him through the terminal somehow. Like we're oh. hacking, but I, I guess that like is the idea that they're so good at penetrating the Matrix, like they're able to manipulate. Yes, stuff like small pieces of reality. I, think that's I
2: the exact idea.
0: I thought it was
1: kind of funny in that scene. Only that, like, he was like browsing news articles, looking for Morpheus or whatever, and it was just like pictures of newspapers or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I thought they had you know actual websites. CNN had you know websites that actually had
0: articles published on them, not just like.
1: Well, that's funny. Have to look at like microfilm or something. Like,
0: yes, and that's the thing. In 1999, downloading all those fucking papers, pictures, Neo would have been sitting there, like, making a cup of coffee, waiting for a couple of those to load, and then, like, clicking zoom in would have had to go, like, draw, 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 (laughs) draw, draw, draw. Well, he's,
2: I mean, he's, like, a hacker or, you know, a tech person at the top of their game, so maybe he has, like, a custom-built computer that's, like really good or he has like he has like a t1 connection remember then that was like the the
0: oh yeah one one megabyte a second is gonna (laughs) blow your dick off yeah
2: Yeah,
1: that was fucking hilarious that and there was um when they were setting up the whole um after he takes the red pill and Mm -hmm. the the mirror thing which is a cool effect yeah but like they took a phone off the receiver and put it on like one of those old modems the suction cup modem yeah yeah (laughs) I just saw that. I'm like, what the shit? I never noticed that before. Suction cup modems are the shit. Because apparently, like, everyone's mind can be downloaded into a phone using, like, modem noises out of the Matrix. Yeah. The only
0: other place I've seen a suction cup modem, aside from real life, is uh, in an episode of MacGyver from the 80s, so... That
2: thing uh, huge.
0: Modern technology, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of appreciate that, though, because it, it does like there's I don't know what to call it. It's not steampunk. I don't think that's ne- necessarily cyberpunk. But there is kind of like a, a the, the clunky, outdated nature of the technology they're using in the Matrix. Everything's kind of grimy. Mm-hmm. You know, all the buildings that are in are shitty. That's that's kind of cyberpunky. I think it's an interesting contrast between that and then like the I guess at least visual and then the contrast of, like, the building where they're holding Morpheus, like, the, the clean corporate office with the yeah. nice entranceway.
2: Well, that's, I mean, it's just the analogy. You're fighting against the system, and the system always has the nicest stuff, right?
0: Until you walk into their lobby and kill everybody, yeah. 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 Then they don't have nice things anymore after you kill them. Yeah. Just a natural <laughs> consequence. Um, but, mouse. That's the guy you couldn't think of before. The
1: kid, right?
0: Yeah. I want to register him as having the most hilarious death in the entire movie. I'm just putting that out there. How did he die? When they're trying to escape after, I think they meet the Oracle, Neo sees the black cat twice. And goes oh Oh. déjà vu, and they're like oh Oh. shit déjà vu. Now
2: I remember where he's like in the room with the two machine guns, like just like ah doing his last stand. Yeah, he looks like a
1: little twelve-year-old
2: kid, like dressed (laughs) up in a trench coat, like. "Ah." And
1: that's probably why all the adults hated the movie. They're like, oh, it's
2: encouraging kids to go shoot things with guns. No,
1: seriously, that kid looked really fucking young in like his old trench coat
0: setup.
2: And then they pump him full of bullets and shit. Yeah, he
0: just gets like killed and falls into the weapons crate. He's like Aah! falls into the weapons crate, gives like a thumbs up
1: while he's like sinking down.
0: If he'd done that, though, I think this movie would have been taken to a different level. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious the way that he just gets lit up with his. I think it's, he has automatic shotguns, and he's just like Aah! yeah. But that also is the immediate predecessor to the really cool scene where Lawrence Fishburne smashes his head through the wall. Oh, to tackle Agent Smith. And fights the guys in the bathroom. And then. Who sneezes? I can't remember. Is it Cypher? Uh, yeah, no, I think. Cy- that,
2: Cypher's not with them then, remember? No, he, Cypher
1: oh. was climbing down the walls with them. And then he oh, got he separated. Oh, right, he got out. And yeah, then, yeah. And well, then he, he double
0: crossed them. He gets, like, captured.
1: Yeah, but he's like, oh, guys, I just, you know. There was a car wreck, and somehow I got out. I slipped away. Totally let me back in, guys. Yeah, I think it was him. He sneezed. He like did when that. when the mouse yeah. goes in front of him or whatever? No, no, there was, like, some dust from one of them above him, like, Trinity or something, like, knocks some dust off, and it, like, fell on his head, and he, like, coughed, and then, like, like, oh, can't do it, and then he's trying to hold it, and then he, like, sneezed or cough or something. And then the SWAT guy is like, the wall just sneezed. In the
2: walls. <laughs> and his face changes into the air. Well, it didn't change
1: right away. They started shooting, but then, like, yeah, it was pretty quick. They were
2: like... <laughs> I really like that effect. It's kind of, I think it's really funny looking.
0: I like that when it happens to the guy in the helicopter on the roof. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: That was the one effect I didn't like at
1: the end of the movie when um, Neo, like, jumps into Smith. And, like, it gets all, like, bulgy, and, like, his head, like, starts to, like, explode.
0: And he blows up, and, like, the JPEG of his part of his face goes by the screen.
1: Well, like, the whole, like, cracks or whatever. I'm just (laughs) like, okay, this... uh, come on. Uh, I I think I was, like... It was one of those things, like, oh, it looked cool then. And then looking back on it now, it's like...
0: uh, Not so much. But the rest of that scene is just so great. Yeah. You you can't really take... it, It still gets an A+. You can't really take away from it. The whole well, yeah,
1: the whole bullet stopping thing, and then the like kung fu with one hand. It's like, cause I'm a badass now.
0: Or like him breathing and the walls rippling, or the other agents looking at each other like, ah,
1: uh, okay, we're gonna leave. <laughs> the wall rippling thing after like he explodes, Agent Smith. Yeah, I didn't like that part really.
0: Oh, I like that part. Oh, okay. Because it's like Neo is manipulating the Matrix, and he's seeing he now sees the blonde, brunette, and the redhead. He can look at the code and see Yeah, he doesn't have to drink the paint thinner or whatever he and Cypher are drinking. Oh, that stuff. Yeah. Not their um, not their oatmeal mixed with Cheerios and water.
1: <laughs> that looked like freaking dog Some vomit. Protein shit. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I bet that gives them horrible gas. I'm just... I can, the way it looks. I,
1: <laughs> I can relate to Cypher, like... If someone came to me like, hey, you want to be like, you know, some big famous person, don't have to worry about a thing, you can have steak every night rather than your girl, I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Whatever.
2: It does. <laughs> I think that's why they put that in the movie, just, you know, to pose that question to the viewer. You know, it's, you think it might be easy to rebel against the system, but the system is, it's got a lot of nice stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's really driven home when you see Zion. Zion fucking blows. Yeah.
2: Yeah. When really they
0: trick you by showing you Zion traffic control and it's like the big clean white room where everybody is dressed in their nice shirts and it looks like it's a space station, then you realize they're just sitting in matrix chairs plugged into that simulation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lie, man. I didn't
1: remember that part, but okay. Well now you do. Well I will next week.
0: Definitely. Or- always stay in the system. I think that's the message we can give on this podcast. If we can do anything for public service is never challenge the system, always eat your steak well it's a pretty good steak it's hard to it's say it's beef about. it's what's for dinner
2: according to say your prayers and take your vitamins yeah what that used to be what uh, Hulk Hogan used to say oh back in the 80s not drink
1: your Ovaltine
2: uh, I don't know if he did Ovaltine <laughs> commercials that would be funny though and he they used to have. say say your prayers and take your vitamins you know Hulkamaniacs
0: <laughs> wholesome Hulk Hogan right yeah
1: uh, and then he was, he turned around and, you know, camera two was like, snap into a Slim Jim.
2: That was Macho Man. Oh, was it?
1: Yeah. been into a Slim Jim. I thought Hulk Hogan did some of those commercials. Or was it just Macho Man? It was just Macho Man. Macho was Man. the Slim Jim dude. Hmm. Okay.
2: Which uh, Macho Man is not in the Matrix, and I really feel like that would have been a great cameo because he did
0: so well in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bonesaw! Around the same time, yeah. I
1: Wait, which, you know, which Spider-Man? The, the first, first one, um you know,
0: Tobey Maguire one.
2: Bonesaw McGraw, the guy he fights in the wrestling when ring. When he goes
0: to be the amateur wrestler and has the argument with Uncle Ben.
2: I got you in here for three minutes. I don't remember that at all. He
0: enters like some after he finds out he has powers. He enters like the wrestling tournament to get the money to get some car he saw in like the classifieds to impress Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. And he wins the money. And Bruce
2: Campbell is the announcer guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the the not Joe Chill, whatever the fuck his name is. Some dude robs the organizer after that, and Peter Parker's like, "Well, that's not my problem." And the guy kills Uncle Ben. He's very sad about it. When he's in the ring fighting people for the money, the, the guy he's fighting is the pro wrestler Bone Saw, who's played by uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. He's got the people in the audience with the cardboard saws with the tinfoil over them, <laughs> like sawing on their arm, and going, Bone Saw! And they drop the cage, and he's they're in there for three minutes.
2: Three minutes of plate time! <laughs> I don't know
0: if I want to go back and
1: watch that or not, but, yeah, you do. The first Spider-Man was... That one was before they started really
0: sucking,
2: right? The first and second ones yeah. are awesome.
0: Yeah. I think the second one's the best out of the three. Although that's really like the best out of the two because the third one isn't even a movie. Yeah.
1: Is the third one the one where he like gets all emo? Yes. Okay. And he has like some stupid dance. Yep. I saw some video this week actually from that scene where he's like dancing down the street. Um, but it was sort of like that one... Uh, Thing in Star Wars where like people remove the music from the final scene of um, A New Hope, where they're getting all the medals and like you know there's somebody like coughing in the background, so it's just like Tobey Maguire like walking down the street going, here.
0: <laughs> spinning, hey. <laughs> About as awkward as it probably was. Yeah, that. it was pretty. It like yeah.
1: I thought it was bad when I saw them in the theater, or no, I saw it when I was at home, but um, but yeah, it was even like just even more cringy and shit.
0: But speaking of professional wrestlers and speaking of Hulk Hogan, whose son Nick could have used some bullet time to not flip his car, he probably would have done a better job. Let's talk about bullet time. Because I think that is... Awesome effect. Yeah, undeniably one of this movie's greatest contributions to cinema.
2: And to uh, memes worldwide by right. facing George Bush on the... Yeah. <laughs> on oh, yeah. On the shoes. <laughs>
1: yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> No, but this was like, at, this movie did bullet time, and like just immediately afterwards, you started seeing it just in every single movie, you just parodied,
0: done poorly. But it gave life to Max Payne, which is one of the best uses of bullet time ever.
1: It, Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is one great
1: reason. Yeah. That is one good thing that came out of bullet time. I mean, there's a lot of shit that people did bullet time wrong in movies. And then there were, like, all the, you know, parody movies that were coming around in this time, you know, scary movies and not another teen movie type shit that did bullet time, but it just did it so poorly. And it's like, oh, this is just getting annoying and bad. But it's almost hard to watch this movie and go back and say, oh, this is actually, like, new and cool because it's just spawned so many different things, different movies and not even movies, games and books and... Well, comic books. I guess you can't really do that in a
2: book, but
0: yeah. But just watching it for the first time, yeah, because like you see the Asians doing it, and it's like, wow, that's that looks really stupid. And
2: when they move like so yeah. quickly, just mm-hmm. whoosh, whoosh, like whoosh. But them.
0: then when you have the subjective view of like what that's like for them, I guess, and for Neo, when he's the, on the roof with the helicopter, yeah, the first time he ducks that guy's bullets, and Trindy's like, wow, you move like they do. It's like, oh, okay. So that's what that's like. Mm -hmm. Because before, it's just like there's the Photoshop fade effect on three different agent guys doing the robot. Yeah. Which also leads to Dodge This, one of the greatest action one-liners. Yeah, that was a a pretty good one-liner. I like that. And to uh, the helicopter, the minigun attack on the room where Agent Smith and his other guys, interestingly enough, set up by the thing on the roof, can't dodge the minigun, apparently. It just fires too fast. Well... Because they all get killed in the room because they have to respawn in the hallway and they're mad. I think that was like
1: there'd be so many bullets going out so quickly behind each other. Like you can't, there's not really anywhere to dodge. Whereas like a handgun it's like pew, pew, pew and like with Agent Smith time it's
0: like
2: whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah, Justin's right. Just the volume of bullets coming out of that.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's set up on the roof like they can dodge the bullets that have time between them but the minigun just fires too fast.
2: But it, you know, that's that's a good point. Is that to show that even though the agents are kind of omnipresent and they're made out to be <coughs> almost uh, omnipotent within the Matrix, is like they have limitations. You know, they can't stop bullets in midair. They can't manipulate the system because they are part of the system.
0: But that was Morpheus's point in telling yeah. Neo that the system runs on rules and you have to learn which rules can be like bent and which ones can be broken. And the
2: agents can bend them, they just can't break any of them.
0: Yeah. So. And apparently Morpheus doesn't get hit by any of the bullets, I guess. Uh, even though Neo pretty well sights fire back and forth in he, the room. He ducks, he ducks. Yeah, it's. Maybe he's just really careful at aiming, but,
1: like, the agents didn't pick up if they just stood right in front of, you know, Morpheus, that they would have been fine.
2: It's he, either. He, he got hit with the bullet when he's running towards the, yeah. the helicopter.
0: Yeah, but that was the, the agents right. firing through the wall. I don't know. I've seen a lot of, you know, thesis length explanations on this. Like, Morpheus doesn't believe in the bullets, so that's why they don't hit him. But then he should just stop believing in the agents' bullets, too, because one shoots him in the leg.
2: I'm just going to go with the simplest explanation is that Neo was just good at aiming the gun. and just He's careful. Toward, yeah, he didn't hit Morpheus.
0: And Lawrence Fishburne had his great acting moment where he ripped the handcuffs off.
2: That was pretty cool. Yeah, that
0: was pretty awesome. Yeah. Where his mm-hmm.
2: eyes are all rolled up in his head. <laughs> yeah, that was, I liked it a lot.
0: And uh, the first time they're in the construct thing, I think that's cool where he shows Neo the future of all like the burned out buildings because that looks actually reminiscent of uh, Terminator the future battle scenes. But uh, my favorite is when they go to the gun store. And, like, just the way that shots on all the, the shelves of guns oh, fly that. towards okay, them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I thought you, there was, like, an actual gun store that I went to. I'm like, wait, what? No, no, like the... The, uh, the gun program. Or the gun
0: program and the construct, yeah.
2: Yeah, that that was pretty cool effect. And I just like how that set up the you know, the the lobby scene very well. Like you know it's gonna be great because they, they're packing all this shit in the bag and
0: well, <laughs> like even the uh the guy the cop says when Neo pulls his trench coat open, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite scene in the movie though is um, Morpheus fighting Neo in the, the, in the dojo dojo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how a Mouse runs down to the little cafeteria and it's just like Morpheus is mm-hmm. fighting Neo and everybody goes up there to watch the blonde brunette and redhead screen. <laughs> so they can see what's going on. Yeah, but on. then
1: they had like some like Visualization that was like you know a shitty like stream or whatever home like inside the matrix program that they had going on it's like, oh, he's moving so fast and it looks like a choppy
2: you know video stream oh, they like, render
0: yeah twenty five k down or something but they load all the kung fu into his brain with discs
2: that is the coolest concept in this movie. I don't yeah. think there's anybody alive who, if you could do that, wouldn't would not do it. I mean I would yeah. do it in a heartbeat just what a great way to learn things. and
0: (laughs) Never have to go to school. Yeah. Save you so much time.
1: (laughs) Well, that and, like, just if you were able to load up, like, any kid with, like, everything they ever need to know, you know, you don't have to waste, you know, 20-some-odd years, you know, educating them in order for them to be, like, furthering society. So what you're saying is
0: you're in favor of child labor. Yes. Okay.
1: I don't think I was ever shy about being in favor of, you know, working kids.
0: So little five-year-old kids should be selling coal and newspapers on the street corner? Yeah. Okay.
1: That yeah. or getting their hands stuck in, like, lathes and whatnot. Otherwise,
0: oh. they're teat-sucking <laughs> layabouts. Abs- hey, look, you know, the more kids who get ripped apart in Wheat Threshers, the better, I say.
2: <laughs> get their hands stuck in the cotton Yeah, gin. the cotton
0: shit. Get their arm ripped off. Which novel had that kid who got his arm ripped off?
2: Uh, it was one of those fucking novels we were made to read yeah. in high school that like nobody was mature enough to like even attempt to want to read
0: <laughs> well, the plot point is to kick out his arm ripped off and the 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 cotton gin wasn't was... it
2: beloved like one of those oh yeah somebody... maybe it was that i think or, it like, was a... the yeah the older one of the older black gentlemen or whatever had his like arm mangled by the cotton gin or that wasn't the cousin guy who... something
0: yeah so not the guy who fucked cows No. Okay. Just to be clear. Nobody fucks cows in the Matrix either, but I wanted to make that very clear. But there were
1: spawns of the Matrix that had, you know, cows doing bullet time. That's right. What was that one uh, Kung Fu movie with the... Oh, Kung Kung Pao Pao Under the the Fist. fist. (laughs) Yes, Kung Pao (laughs) Under the Fist had bullet time with cows.
2: I'm just saying, like, that's what's... Weren't people doing bullet time with just about everything after this movie came out? Like, yeah, that's remember what I'm the saying. Da- the dancing baby thing on the internet? Like, they had the baby doing the bullet time, and then they had... Uh,
1: bullet time? Like, yeah, everything. The just, Jedi kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> after this movie came out, there was just bullet time everywhere. It's like, holy shit, Like this movie just touched on something that like, apparently we didn't know we needed or
0: we even wanted. Like, maybe it'll be in the new Star Wars movie then. Oh, it's going to be.
2: Well, the new Star Wars movie, don't, don't, haven't we already established that they have um, the Battlestar Galactica style um, shots? For, yeah, like, the yeah, the rubber band. Yeah, that effect. Because that was in like the second teaser. I, I wish they would not do stuff like that. Just stealing other distinctive styles. and
0: Or just letting us see what's happening on screen. Which is another thing that's great about The Matrix is that you can always see what's going on. It isn't like, because I just mean all the fighting they do in this movie, like if you were, if Paul Greengrass were in charge of this, you would not be able to tell what the fuck is happening.
1: Yeah, they actually did a good job not doing the quick cut shit yeah. that like makes it impossible to tell what's going on, where it's like, you throw one punch, you change
0: the camera angle and like reset the scene or whatever. You just like tape a GoPro to a basketball and overhead throw it into the ground and film the scene that way. That's how half these fucking movies look with fighting now. Yeah.
2: The, the shaky cam
0: yeah the shaky cam <clears throat> and like what justin's saying where it's like shaky cam a shaky cam b it's like you can never tell what's happening as soon as somebody moves even an inch it's like a different angle and then it's like well a that's diff-
1: what i like about the old like uh like jackie chan and like old kung fu movies it's like all their shots were like you know actual shots of like you know 30 seconds or so not just like nowadays it's like punched uh ah, changed film You know, or change shot, you know, go from a different angle, jump, going to, like, cardboard boxes, another shot, getting up, another shot, like, you know, throwing a knife at them, another shot, like, dodging it. This was really, like,
0: yeah. But it's more expedient to film it that way. Yeah, it is. Because you
1: don't have to reset the scene when it's like, oh, I tripped, oops, or oops, like, hit the wrong spot on your head.
0: Yeah, well, like, here, I mean, you have to have wire fighting, and then you have to have, everybody has to learn their kung fu moves and... Yeah. Be able to do them at the appropriate speed so you don't get that shitty sped up film effect if you try and cheat. The only thing they really do here with the
1: cuts is like whenever they like get knocked back, they have like a cut of like, you know, them on their little like wire rig getting like pulled backwards.
0: Yeah. But that's I mean They it's kinda acceptable. need to do that
1: so like they can have like the massive flybacks on people.
0: Yeah, I think you kinda have to do that if you're gonna do like have somebody like in the, the wire rig and pull them back. Mm-hmm. But eh, I'll take it. Yeah, at least I can tell the most part what's going on, which is why I like the dojo scene so much because the end where there's like that flying kick, like way up, like Mm -hmm. you can see what's fucking happening, which is wonderful.
2: Yeah. Well, Justin brings up a pretty cool point I think about older kung fu movies when you said that I was thinking about uh, Bruce Lee, like Enter the Dragon or something, where you know the fight uh, at the end with the the heroine guy who runs the island or whatever with like the he's got like the mechanical hand or something, oh yeah, and yeah. like that's like one continuous shot its there's no cutting or jump shot or jump cuts or anything like that like i that's all one continuous shot where like they're fighting at the desk and the, the guy gets sent through the glass um you know drawers and all that mm-hmm. and yeah, I think the wachowskis I can guess they're probably pretty influenced by all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I forget to do the fight choreography for The Matrix, but it wasn't the guy who did the choreography for
2: Episode One.
0: No, no, it was not.
2: <laughs> Although uh, the lightsaber battles in Episode One were pretty awesome, I have to, I, that's an unfair criticism.
0: But again, there's numerous behind-the-scenes like looks at uh, Ray Park, Darth Maul, yeah. and Obi Wan doing like rehearsing their fight, or them and Liam Neeson rehearsing their fight. Like that's acceptable. But what Justin, I guess, was talking about, when I was talking about, were like the Jason Bourne thing where he's fighting the dude in the bathroom and it's like, throw a yeah, punch, like new the, camera, throw a punch, new camera. Yeah. So you can't really tell what's happening until somebody has won.
2: Yeah, it's the shaky cam bullshit, I think. That, yeah. It's I annoying guess, to Reef, watch. It's Crescendo with, uh, what was that dumbass monster movie with the, the film thing? It was a J.J. Abrams movie.
0: Yeah, the one where it wrecks New York. Oh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield,
2: Cloverfield. Like that to me is like the quintessential shaky cam uh never show you what's going on movie and it's just it's a frustrating film because of that and it actually makes you physically sick if you watch it too much without turning away because of the cam jerking around.
0: I think it's because the guy who was in charge of the cam in the movie was supposed to be stupid.
1: And he would just follow around the monster as it went on its rampage?
0: Like, I'm saying the movie would have... I don't know, I never saw it, I heard it was really bad. Oh, there was like the group of friends and they gave the camera to apparently the dumb guy who just like,
2: what's going on? Hey, are you okay? You get ripped in half by a monster, you could be okay? Let me hold Dude. the camera, huh? Yeah. I gotta keep this up. <laughs> but I'm saying that movie would have actually been, might have been a decent film if they had it, you know, not like a found footage movie. Well, it would have been like a
1: Godzilla movie
2: pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Well... Godzilla, not very, it's not a bad movie.
0: No, I mean, if they're... But you could, I think you could make a middle ground on that. Like, instead of having a bunch of assholes at a party use some DV cam to record some other assholes time at the party, have like a documentary crew with a steady cam get caught in this business. Yeah. See, so that's, and then you could actually shoot things.
2: But could they run fast enough from the monster with the with the steady cam
0: They don't really do a lot of running in Cloverfield. <laughs> they kind of do like a a walk trot like across the bridge
2: and they go into the building that's partially overturned, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: to get to the woman's apartment.
2: That to me was the only part of that movie that had real tension. True love. The dude. rest of the time I was I was just waiting for everybody to die.
0: Well, after you've seen the Matrix once, you're just waiting for everybody to die too. <laughs>
2: Well, the that's the thing about the the Matrix is that compared to a lot of action movies and sci fi movies, that they have characters that are like actually well developed, well acted, and you care about them. Like even Cipher, who's a dick, he's well acted. You mm-hmm. know, who's the guy who played Joe Pentoliano, I think, or something? Yeah, he's the police yeah. chief. From he really makes Bad Boys. you believe that Cipher is doing the right thing, and like, I could be in that position and say the same thing that he did. Like, yeah, I want to be plugged back in.
0: Yeah. I do feel sympathy for Cypher.
2: Whereas like when I watch Star Trek 2009, I don't have any sympathy for fucking, you know, emo Kirk, you know, it's like, he's complaining about shit, you know, uh, and then he's made captain in the end of the movie and he's a fucking cadet. How does that work?
0: It's been six years. I haven't figured that out yet. No, <laughs>
2: and it didn't work out all that well. What do you mean? Because then you watch Star Trek Into Darkness, and like he fucks a lot of shit up, and gets taken away from the captain's chair, and then dies. Pike dies.
0: Kirk dies too.
2: Yeah, but he gets revived by the super blood, Remember? magic blood. Yeah.
0: Glad I never saw that movie. Okay, but if we're gonna fault yeah. them for that, then it is equally stupid. I'm sorry, Matrix, but it is equally stupid that Trinity says, like the Oracle told me I would love the one, I love you, so you're the one. And then yeah, after was. having established that the Matrix really kills you in real life, Neo's like, Oh, my heart's back on. You know,
2: all I can chalk that up to is the fact that he is the anomaly in the system, which again, we did not know that in this movie. That idea was created after this movie was made, right? If you know if our thesis is correct. And she's
0: Mary Magdalene, he's Jesus, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so that (laughs) that is a little, that's a little cliche. Yeah. And I guess, you know, as a, what do they call that when it just comes out of nowhere, deus ex machina for this? That is kind of like she brings him back to life with a a kiss, a cyber kiss.
0: But she (laughs) explains to him the reasoning into his ears and he's fucking dead.
1: He maybe had like a couple impulses still going on in his brain. Or yeah, something. that's what I'm
2: thinking. The only thing I can think of is maybe he wasn't completely dead. <laughs> yeah.
0: I and guess. she just
2: gave him like the, the jolt. It was kind of like putting the paddles on. So
0: like Khan's Superblood just gave him a little shot of that off mm-hmm. screen?
2: Well, I think it's different than Khan Superblood because, I, I don't know, there is somewhat of a precedent in the Matrix that like things that happen in the matrix can affect you in the real world so why not then can things in the real world affect you when you're in the matrix right so there is kind of a precedent for this being it like a two-way communication whereas in star trek into darkness it's like just like they just bring that up at the end of the movie just like oh con con super superblood who would have thought
0: <laughs> uh, it's in a deleted scene somewhere i bet
1: i guess you guys never asked like I always had super well, that, Maybe
0: it was back when he was supposed to be the guy who went through the galactic barrier and got like the bad contact lenses. That would have been a better movie,
2: <laughs> actually.
0: I yeah, I think so too. If but... they're
2: talking about ripping off plots of previously told stories, like they were gonna do where no man or where yeah where no man has gone before, mm-hmm. that would have been a better movie, I think, than try to rip off Khan.
0: But nobody knows who that guy is.
2: Except real Star Trek fans, I know. Right, right, because they're not making movies for real Star Trek. Everybody fans. knows who Khan is. Yeah, they're making the, them for dumb mouth breathers. It's
0: the rich Corinthian Cordoba. leather guy, that guy.
2: Yes, the uh, Cordoba Chrysler Cordoba. I, yeah. Did any hilarious Fine commercials
0: car. come out of the Matrix? I can't remember any of the actors in the film did any hilarious. I'm sure. That I'm sure
2: you can find it on YouTube. There's some you
0: know? probably in Japan. Yeah. Be my guess. Keanu Reeves selling lipstick or something in Japan. Who was it that did the coffee commercials in Japan that are fucking
1: hilarious? I know someone was in in Black. Has a barbecue sauce why, commercial. Why can't I can't remember his name right now.
2: What's his Agent J sauce? in Men in Black
0: or Agent J or K? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy or Lee Wolf Jones. Stuff? Okay.
1: The commercials he did for some Japanese coffee brand <laughs> and are just fucking hilarious. Like he's like set up as like this alien or whatever that's like a school teacher and has like lasers come out of his eyes and drinks coffee. Okay, sounds like Japan. Yeah, it's very Japanese, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, they're like little schoolgirls going like, ah, let me take your picture, you know, Tommy Lee Jones.
0: With lasers coming out of his eyes? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, That reminds me of uh,
2: Lost in Translation. Suntory times. Oh. (laughs) uh, Having the American actor do a Japanese commercial. What does the guy keep telling him? Like it needs more um, something. And Bill Murray's just like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. It's like, I'm drinking the scotch. Like,
0: Needs more cowbell. Yeah, pretty much. Well, are, no one's ever going to reach the Orson Welles level when he's talking about, ah, uh, wine. <laughs>
1: oh, um.
2: Oh, snack commercials. Yeah, uh, the French. <laughs> Did he do something about peas, too? It was like a commercial or something about oh, peas or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. and he was talk—he's talking about the peas, and it's just—it's <laughs> way too dramatic.
0: No one's ever going to reach that level, but I mean, Sly Stallone selling barbecue sauce—I'm sure that. You know, <laughs> Japan's got a little bit of a racist thing going on, so maybe Lawrence Fishburne sold menthol cigarettes there. I don't know. Oh, he a black. You buy it from black men. Yeah, he smoked them in Bullet Time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> like the drag <laughs> makes the vibrations <laughs> that would be really cheesy but but funny that's
0: all I have to say about The Matrix I don't know yeah mm-hmm. no you
2: can't really dissect it because it's just it's an awesome movie
0: or everything in here works parts, but yeah. yeah it all works towards the end to drive the movie to the conclusion of the plot like there's no extraneous dumb shit yeah and it's got some it's cool philosophical movie. stuff it's playing with, and, yeah. and it's pretty good. Then Nicely and they ruined
2: encapsulated it. into two hours and whatever minutes change. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then it was ruined. Twice. Well, it was really
1: ruined once, and they cut the movie in half that they shot. So. True. True. So
2: we're not going to cover the, the other two abominations, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, we are? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, that's... Because I'm going to just say right up front, the only... R- the only part of um, Matrix Reloaded that I really liked was the fight that they have in the Merovingians' mansion mm-hmm. between his thugs and Neo. I thought that was a really good scene, and whatever CGI they were using in that scene, I couldn't tell, and that was pretty neat.
0: Wire fighting?
2: Right. The whole sequence of that scene is part of, awful. Yes. Because they had the ghost guys that look fake. They had the highway shit that looked incredibly fake, even though they built a fucking real highway to film that on. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how badly that turned out from doing that. And then I do like the fact that the old guy in the end of the movie, the, the architect, kind of looks like my economics professor. So.
0: <laughs> Colonel Sanders?
2: Yeah, that guy, he, oh. looks, he looks exactly like my macroeconomics professor.
0: I like the beginning of the Merovingian scene there. With the fight where he's like, Haha, you are a lay pussy, Neo. We are going to kill you now. And
2: I am going to retreat,
0: yeah. And then <laughs> Neo, my door. Neo stops the bullets, all his guys fighting. He goes, Oh, you have some skills. I better retreat and surrender. All right, well, that's all next week. I
2: well, know, though, he's French, and how did he not appease? Where are we aggressor? gonna jump
0: in with the animatrix, though?
2: I don't know.
1: You Do want to tack that on the end? I mean. Both the movies are kind of shitty, so... I feel like the
0: Animatrix came out between 2 and 3, though.
1: Okay. Well, then we can either tack it on next week or the week after.
0: Okay. Some it just, of but, it's like, good. I just
1: want I'd rather tack it on the movie that's even more shit, but it's really kind of hard. Which to, one's more shit? It's...
2: Yeah. That's I'd say possibly oh, the third one. Definitely Matrix Revolutions is more shit than Reloaded. They're yeah. both shit, but Revolutions just just, like it's the shit in your septic tank, not the shit in your toilet. Yeah. (laughs) Revolution. That's all you need to say.
0: The machine god face and Neo with the angel wings. All
1: right. Well, that's...
0: It's happening. So get ready, everybody. So reloaded
1: next week. Then Revolution. Revolution and Animatrix. Yeah. Because we need to actually
0: end on a decent note.
1: From yeah. what I heard, it's supposedly very good. I never got around to seeing it. Oh, really?
0: Okay. Well, it's pretty cool then. So uh, definitely let us know how excited you are on Twitter. Always give us five star reviews on the Apple Store. And make sure to thank Justin for our forthcoming Christmas time review of Jingle All the Way. Put that cookie down. I'll just cut it right there. That's perfect.